Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Full of frustration. Silly mistakes again. Full of despair. I don't even know if I'll have a club tomorrow. From years of hurt, disappointment, and relegation. It could be League Two next season. Bolton are down, Norwich are down. Two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory. Get in! Pride. It's been a joy to watch. Passion. Nanny! In search of silverware. MLS Cup champions, baby! And they found... ATL. Orlando! Major League Soccer. This is the MLS UK show. My name's Elliot Holman. Once again, uh, another week just in my spare bedroom, not in our usual studio. So apologies, but I think we all know the situation that's going on. Um, despite that, I'm really, really excited to say that I am joined by Lawrence White from Atlanta United. Lawrence, welcome to the MLS UK show. Thank you. I appreciate uh, you having me on the show. Um, yeah, I appreciate the support in England uh, with the MLS UK show. It's, um, it's bizarre times. First of all, are you and your family and all of your teammates, are you all safe and well? Yeah, all family in Bolton, uh, everyone's safe and well, telling uh, the grandparents and the parents to stay indoors. Um, yeah, just me in Atlanta and uh, some of my teammates, but yeah, everyone's doing well, um, just staying at home. Okay, um, and also I remember you, you suffered a knock to the head recently in that Cincinnati game. Are you all good now? Are you recovered? Yeah, uh, doing pretty well. I was kind of um, an abrupt ending. I was uh, in treatment, everything was going well, showing no symptoms, but obviously with the uh, coronavirus outbreak. And the training ground got locked down, um, so we couldn't really head in. But, um, you know, the medical staff have been keeping checks with me. Everything's going well now. Um, going on a run uh, once a day and everything feels perfect. So, yeah, that's, uh, thank the Lord for that. One thing I've noticed since I've become really interested in MLS is that they take the concussion protocol really, really seriously compared to, to over here. I know we stopped for a head injury, but it, it's definitely more of a serious thing over in the States, isn't it? Yeah, um, after that happened, I had three doctors um, come to me in the locker room um, asking about, you know, how I was feeling. I had my mum ran in the locker room. <laughs> they allowed that. Um, 
And then, yeah, they were just full checks. And then the days after, you know, I had to do a, a test straight after uh, to like to figure out what my concussion symptoms were, how bad uh, severity was. And then the days after that, I had to do a test every single day and then they progressed kind of how I was doing and what, what was changing. Um, so they could kind of monitor my training and um, whatever kind of recovery-based exercise I had to do around that. So, yeah, it's definitely um, a high priority on their mind. Probably for, for the best, though, maybe something that, that we need to look at over here. I know some players are, are annoyed because they just want to get out there and, and you guys are warriors, but it's it's definitely for the best, right? Yeah, 100%. I actually noticed after it happened that quite a few people were talking, saying that uh, FIFA or is someone going to introduce kind of that 10-minute um, period where the player can come off mm. and then he can put a sub in. But obviously, um, people would take liberties with that and, you know, just make a change and do a run out of subs or something, you know. Uh, but it's interesting topic maybe for the future, you know, because with my injury, I got hurt in the 29th minute. I think it was. I banged heads with Lacardia. Um, and after that, I felt okay. But 10 minutes went on and I started looking around. I think Brad Guzan and Meza were passing me the ball and the beaming lights at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I was struggling to kind of see out my left eye a little bit. Things were getting blurry. And I thought, I've never had a concussion before, but I thought, this isn't right. You know, I don't feel 100%. And being in that situation kind of, I had to remove myself. It was tough, but yeah, it's kind of, it's interesting, the whole concussion, um, screening and everything like that, because you don't necessarily feel it after the hit, but you kind of know that something's not right afterwards. Yeah, fair play for, for obviously making the making the decision and, and being honest, probably for the best. And when you say you, you, you know, the lights at the stadium and something doesn't feel quite right and your vision's a little bit blurry, it must feel like you're sort of in a film or on like Call of Duty or something when you're struggling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, everything. So I felt like I was, you know, uh, a shadow. You know, everything was just going on in front of me, and I wasn't kind of aware. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that I made that decision. And yeah, you know, sometimes it just things like that happen. You know, and you just gotta deal with the situation. So yeah, happy. Um, but yeah, it's definitely um, a big crowd, and you know, crazy lights at the Mercedes Benz. So obviously that kind of plays into it too. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting you touched on, you know, people saying oh, that they need to introduce this this rule, you know, maybe we can bring somebody on for 10 minutes or whatever. I can just see, like you say, people are going to take liberties with this. Like, uh, if you've got a goalkeeper on the bench who's really good at, at saving penalties, it's, you know, we could have goalkeepers feigning injuries coming off. I feel like there could be some tactical substitutions made that way. Yeah, I'm not really sure how it works. It's, it's kind of, you know, it's, similar to the kind of VAR implementation, kind of where do you draw the line? So I don't know. Um, I don't necessarily have a, a certain viewpoint on it, but I know that other people, you know, began to start speaking about it just after that incident and other incidents in the past. Yeah, um, sure. I think I remember Vertonghen uh, um, getting a head injury in a uh, Champions League game or something, and then he came on and then 10 minutes later, you know, he just wasn't feeling well, so. Yeah, it's just interesting. Yeah, um, you mentioned VAR as well. As a fellow Brit, again, not a question. I'm going off topic way too much, but I watch a lot of MLS, have done for, for many years, and, and I think overall the, the VAR implementation's actually been incredible. There's been some, there's been some gaffes, <laughs> that happens, but overall I think it's been really forward-thinking. It's worked really well, and I think we're, we're three years in now. I've kind of been a little bit embarrassed at the whole Premier League situation, to be honest with you, because all of the Americans and, and Canadians are watching it going, what are they doing? <laughs> yeah, it's a, bit, it's a bit of a madness. I mean, it's just like you say, where, where do you draw the line? Kind of, Do you just let play run if it's kind of, you know, neck and neck and it's like a toe over the line, you know, and it's offside? 
uh, yeah, I mean, the Premier League might be a little bit more crazy with everything going on, so that could play into it. But yeah, credit to the uh, MLS officials, um, to, you know, doing a good job with it. So yeah, just the Harry's league to league, really. <laughs> anyway, um, talk me through your current routine because through all of this craziness, you're a Brit over in the states. Um, at, uh, it, it, well, you've been at Atlanta for for what a year now, just over a year. What's just what, over a year? Yeah. What's it like for you? What's your What's your routine through all of this craziness that's going on in quarantine? So the team literally a week ago, uh, when it was all kind of um, going down, uh, they delivered us stationary bikes so we could stay at home. So I've kind of got a bike just sitting next to my sofa, kind of uh, in a mess in the room. Um, <laughs> so I go on the bike in the mornings. For, we have kind of like workout intensity programs, like four out of ten, five out of ten, and we gradually kind of build up and kind of manage ourselves with the uh, fitness trainers and stuff. So I, I normally use that in the morning. Uh, then stretch, yoga, um, things like that. And then um, I, I live with um, Mo Adams. He mentioned that he did an interview with you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in the same apartment complex anyway. And then Jake Mulraney, a uh, player from Hearts, who came over. So we normally just go on a run maybe in the afternoon. But yeah, there's not much else to do. So it's just, you know, taking care of our bodies because you never know when season's going to hit. And, you know, they say, you know, players can come into training. You know, obviously you want to impress when you go back in. Um, so it's tough, but yeah, just trying to manage ourselves. I'm cooking a lot more now. <laughs> trying to get into cooking and perfect my skills there. Um, it's not going too well, but, you know, you got to try and learn and develop in that slightly. Everyone's trying all these different things because they're stuck inside, and uh, I don't think anyone's actually... <laughs> I think it's just making everyone miss a takeaway. Um, you mentioned yeah. uh, you mentioned Mo Adams. I wondered whether he was going to come up in, in this co- topic. Uh, he was our first ever guest uh, just over a year ago when we when we started getting guests on the on the podcast. Hopefully he had only good things to say about us, right? hundred percent. Yeah, I was living the other night and I mentioned uh, I was going to be talking to you guys. And he said, yeah, I mean, it's great. It's great to chat to you guys. And, you know, the support in England is only growing. So that's great. It is indeed. It's definitely growing. Um, talk me through your, your career because it started quite casually at the biggest club in the world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been a pretty wild journey. I'd, I'd never expected, you know, to be where I am now after all the terms. Um, so I was... Six years old, I uh, played for a little team called Eagley Rangers um, in Bolton. Uh, and we played, I think I played under sixes, under sevens with them. And then when I was seven, uh, a United scout came to one of the games, uh, did quite well. Um, and I went over there to the training ground. It was at the Cliff, uh, which is the old Manchester United training ground, you know, where all the greats trained. I uh, went down there and it was kind of... Um, loose set up you know just players came down you know 50 kids and then after a year if they liked you you know they signed you so I signed there I think my official contract was under eight going in uh, I played there for 10 years uh, and then I got released at uh, sorry eight years and then I got released at 16 uh, it was crazy being at the academy obviously you know got coached by Wayne Rooney once you know mm-hmm. I saw you know all, all the greats down there um yeah, and I just played there really, you know, and feel like I lost myself a little bit because, you know, when, you, when you're when you in such a consistent environment for so long, it kind of becomes the norm. Um, so I kind of took it for granted a little bit, kind of, I don't know, I uh, didn't really take it as seriously as I should have, um, to be honest with you. But then, yeah, at 16, um, I got released and I was kind of really confused because obviously being there for so long, you don't really know 
what to do from there. Um, obviously, confidence was shot, like many other players um, leaving an academy. Uh, and I went to trial at um, Rochdale for a little bit, and I wanted a schoolboy scholarship there because I wanted to continue my education because I was looking to go to America, potentially. Uh, anyway, that didn't work out, the terms and that. So I went to a school called Repton School. Um, Tony Whelan, the academy director at Manchester United, had a good connection with Repton School. Is that in Derbyshire? Yeah, that is in Derbyshire. I, yeah. I am literally speaking to you from about a mile away from there right now. <laughs> really? <laughs> in there, Newton Thalney or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I went I went there because that was kind of the middle ground in the Midlands where we played teams from the south. So we used to meet there, play. And then we played, uh, you know, the Reps and older teams. Um, went there for two years. The first year I went to Derby County um, just for a trial. Um, went, went all right, went quite well. Uh, but then as I was coming back to school and potentially going there or somewhere else, um, I had a stress fracture in my back. So that brought me out a year. So now I was like, oh. You know, I was 17 now going into my upper sixth year at Repton and I hadn't really, you know, played that much since getting released from United. So I went to Trinity University in San Antonio, Texas. I played there um, for a year and a half. I enjoyed my time there, but I thought, you know, I needed to move and kind of progress in my career if I wanted to, you know, get drafted or, you know, play professionally in the USL or anything like that. So I went to a school called Thurman University in uh, Greenville, South Carolina. Played there for two years and then graduated um, like a semester early in Christmas in time for the MLS draft. Uh, I, that was a quite a small school, Thurman, though. Um, the likes of kind of Walker Zimmerman went there. I'm sure you've covered him. Um, and then Clint Dempsey and, you know, good players like that yeah. who are currently playing the MLS. Um but, you know, as an international player, it's quite difficult. You know, they have limited roster spots in MLS teams, even in USL teams. So, you know, it's a lot higher. It's a lot harder, sorry, to get into these um, MLS teams and stuff. So I went down to a trial with Atlanta United. Um, um, so I went down there, uh, did well. And then I think I was driving back to Greenville from Atlanta. And Bobby Belair, um, the player liaison for the USL team, um, called my coach and said, Hey, we're interested in offering him a USL contract. Um, you know, what what do you think? So I, I you know, reconvened with my coach, spoke to him, and then kind of we uh, figured something out, and I signed for the twos. Um, anyway, I went home to get my visa at Christmas, and then I came back in like March because I had visa issues. Um, just took a long time, and then I came over to Atlanta United, played for the twos for a year, did well. Uh, I got mid-season MVP for the twos. Um, was just yeah, working hard and. I came into pre-season with the first team this year. Um, just had my head down, went to IMG with them, then went to Mexico with them in pre-season. And then um, Miles Robinson got hurt and Franco Escobar got hurt in a game. Um, and yeah, Frank just said, listen, I believe in you. You're going to go on. And then I just went on to my MLS debut. Just <laughs> like that. Just casually, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I just all went very crazy, all went very quickly. But I mean, I knew I was ready. Uh, I mean, you know, that's what football is all about, just when, when you get that chance. So, yeah, that was 
um, kind of a little mishmash story of my uh, journey. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, just to pick up on the Repton bit, I uh, I once played for Repton as well. Uh, unfortunately, it was for the Repton Red Line, which is the pub next door to the school. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> just to give you an idea of the level I'm playing at. Um, so there you go. You mentioned uh, Miles Robinson is out injured. Um, Escobar as well missed the missed the opening games as well. Uh, George Bello, of course, only just coming back from from a couple of injuries as well. Where do you see yourself fitting into this side when when everyone's fit? Are they going to have to make way? Um, I don't know. I'm not really worrying about all that. I'm just focusing, you know, what I'm good at. Um, obviously, when you know Miles and Franco come back, they're obviously fantastic players. You know, they they'll likely play. But it's a long season, 34 games, and especially with the um, kind of coronavirus going on. Mm. You know, if we get if we start back in you know July, August, or something like that then we're going to have to play kind of a college season. So um, fitting all them games in, you know, there's going to have to be rotation. Uh, and I feel that I've proved myself to uh, be a reliable uh, resource at the back. So, yeah, I'm hoping that I get more minutes. And, you know, from there, it's hopefully only good things if I play well. <laughs> of course, of course. Well, obviously, everybody in the UK who's, uh, who's into MLS and who follows it, and it's it really is a real community, which, which I love. Uh, everybody gets behind players from from all teams, no matter who they support, um, when, when they've come from the UK. So everyone's behind you. Um, and you, you mentioned that that real um, congestion, the fixture congestion that's likely to happen. Um, the the Concacaf, the the Champions League, is really tough to manage anyway because we see sort of like a Wednesday night or a Thursday night game, and then a game at the weekend straight after. There's a lot of there's going to be a lot of games in a very short space of time. You you have to feel like you're going to play a lot of minutes, regardless of whether you're a, a normal starter or someone who's literally just just signed on this season. Yeah, I I'm just kind of taking it uh, day by day, making sure that I'm fit and ready. But yeah, I it's going to be a crazy season. You know, something that you know the world's never really seen. We're going to have to play 34, 40 games if they continue to roll out the same schedule in, you know, a five, six month period, I think, you know, that I've got to be ready and, you know, the opportunities are going to come. So that's exciting for me. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's, you know, ideal that I'm going to get uh, an opportunity this time, you know, because the opportunities don't often come. So, you know, hopefully I'm praying that, you know, they do and I take them again. So. Definitely. Um, I appreciate this is this is a difficult question. Like I say, I'm not I'm not trying to catch you out. This is just a, a genuine question because you were at this because you were with the side last year. There's been a lot of changes. There's been a lot of players leaving, and people are saying that, that this Atlanta side it doesn't doesn't look as strong as the previous years. Is is that a misconception? Is is this still a team that is capable of going all the way? One hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I mean. I was training with them last year. I was training with them this year. I mean, the quality is still there. Pete Martinez is really stepping into his role this year. Ezekiel Barco is fantastic this year. You know, Emerson Hyman's come in and step up. So, although we've lost a few players, different players are now stepping up into bigger roles. So, I think that's key for us. Obviously, the loss of um, Joseph is big for us. Uh, but, I mean, I think we still have guys capable of scoring. Still have a pretty great defensive unit I mean Mez has come in for uh, Leandro and he's fantastic you know so it's different yeah I think we have um, still have some depth and yeah I think we're you know 2-0 in the league obviously they could have been more comfortable results but I mean we're six points top of the league and last year and years before we've not even won the first game of the season so 
I mean, there's some good things that could be looked at in a different way. But yeah, I think definitely. Very good point you make there as well. The, the fact that they haven't necessarily started well in, in previous years anyway. Um, I wasn't going to touch on Joseph because uh, you guys must be sick to death of it, to be honest with you, but you mentioned it. so. <laughs> um, it, I mean, you have to mention it with him. <laughs> um, he, he plays so often that nobody's ever really had a chance to show what they can do in, in his place. But you, you're confident you, that you've got the guys to, to fill the gaps. Yeah, I mean... Um... Adam Jones coming in and he's going to give it his all. I mean, Pity and Barker have the ability to step higher. Mm. We have pace on the left with Jake Mulraney. You know, Brooks likes to get forward. Emerson scored two and two in the MLS. Barker scored two and two. You know, so, I mean, we relied heavily on him and he's a prolific player. Obviously, that's going to hurt us, but different guys are now starting to show what they've got. So, I'm hoping that, you know, it won't be a problem. Always frightening when a team like Atlanta that's really strong anyway starts just scoring goals from all over the field when you lose your main striker and then you've still got goals coming from every single position. That's frightening for other teams. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a bonus. I think last year we scored a lot of goals from different positions, but yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously good and it's frightening to see Barco and Pitty and some of the South Americans connecting and linking up, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um when you uh, when you look at the season going forward, when it when it does eventually get going again, we don't know when that's going to be. Are Atlanta going to be in that MLS Cup final again? I mean, I've only got one answer to that. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think we've got the ability. I mean, obviously, you know, it's so early to say. No team really has been tested. Mm. But out of all the teams that have played so far and out of all the adversity we've had with injuries and all that, we've still managed to get results. And I think that's huge for a team, you know, to have all that adversity, you know, all that, you know, negative effects of injuries and stuff, but you still manage to grind out three points. Um, so I think that's a, a good strength that we, we're showing right now. And uh, if the season gets delayed any longer, Joseph's going to be back before you play another game anyway. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, but luckily you don't pay my position, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, of course. Um, just, before, just before you go, um, he's a very elusive character, Joseph Martinez. We see a lot of him on the pitch um, and we see a lot of the, the angry face <laughs> and he uses that emoji a lot. But what, what's he like as a person? You, you must know him now that, you, that you've sort of been there for, for over a year. What's he actually like as a person? Because I feel like we don't get let into that at all. Yeah, he's a, he's a great guy, cares about the team. Uh, you know, more than anything. We was actually roommates at IMG, so I got to know him a little bit there. Uh, we went to IMG Academy in Florida, and it was me, a lad called Philip Goodrum on the USL team, and then Joseph was in the other room. So I got to know him a bit there. I mean, he's a, ni- he's a nice guy, you know, he cares. Um, and he's just so motivated about winning, you know, and, and success and scoring. And I, I really like that passion he's got. I don't think, you know, you see that that much uh, in other players, but just the intensity he brings is just makes everyone be better, you know, on the field. And, you know, off the field, you know, he's a, he's a great guy, a good member of the team. Uh, but, yeah, he helps push us all forward uh, and challenge us. So, yeah, I mean, he's great. He's great to have. I think everyone admires that, that you can see that. just that sheer determination to win. Like, yes, he's an amazing player, but I think above all, it's that sheer determination to, to win games but I, I think if you if you said to me you're sharing a room with Joseph Martinez I think I'd be petrified <laughs> <laughs> well I did go into it and uh, uh, Manny Tejeda um, said to me 
you're in an apartment with Joseph. And I, I, at this point, I was still a USL player, you know, just in pre-season this mm-hmm. year, working with the first team. And I was like, well, I'm in a, I'm in a, a, a villa with him. <laughs> just me and him. I was like, oh, you'll be with Philip too. And I was like, oh, oh boy. Like, does he, does he want me to be in this villa? <laughs> like, shall I sleep out? Shall I sleep outside? <laughs> but yeah. He was cool. Uh, I mean, yeah, that was a great experience too, you know, being around someone like that. So, you know, I'm thankful for that experience and opportunity. I'm glad to hear it. Um, Lawrence, I'm going to be honest. I don't know whether it's the British connection or what, but it's been an absolute pleasure to chat to you about everything. Um, I really, really hope that we get underway very soon. And, and I hope that you manage to break into that 11 permanently, no matter who's back and fit, because we want to see you playing and we want to see you doing well. Um, and, and good luck for the rest of the season. Thank you. I appreciate you so much for having me on this show. It's been a pleasure to talk. And uh, yeah, hopefully we still connect in the future. Uh, and you know, hi to all the fans in England and, you know, everyone stay safe. This is the MLS UK Show. The MLS UK Show with Lucid FC. A distinctively modern, casual fashion label. Take a look at lucidfc.us or lucidfc.co.uk and see why celebrities love the look. This season's current line is called What's Your Effing Club? Which is your ref? Football, fashion or film? If it's football, you're in the right place. Film, the MLS UK show podcast is now available to watch on YouTube. But fashion... It's always lucidfc.us or lucidfc.co.uk. So there we go. How lovely is Lawrence Wyke? Um, look at me getting on with an Atlanta United player. Is it too late? Is it too late? I don't think they'd have me now. I don't think they'd have me anymore. Um, thank you so much to Lawrence for joining us on the show. Uh, if you've missed any of the other interviews that we've done, uh, have a scroll up, have a scroll back on your podcast provider. Um, we've spoken to Mo Adams, Tom Barlow last week, Patrick Segrist from New York Red Bulls, uh, loads, loads more. So um, do do have a little explore on your uh, podcast providers page. Uh, make sure you subscribe and uh, it would be really good if you could subscribe on, uh, on YouTube as well, because uh, we're just getting started on YouTube and then... Here I am, downgraded to my spare bedroom. But uh, hopefully we'll be able to bring you loads more content in the coming weeks. Um, Stay safe, stay inside, stay healthy, and uh, we'll see you very soon. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.